This morning our scripture passage comes from the book of Job, chapter 1, verse 1, and then we'll be moving to chapter 2 and reading verses 1 through 10. And you can follow along in your copy of God's Word or on the screen. And if you are physically able, I'd like to invite you to stand in honor and reverence for the reading of God's Word. I'm reading uh, from the NLT translation today. Job 1.1 There once was a man named Job who lived in the land of Uz. He was blameless, a man of complete integrity. He feared God and stayed away from evil. And then moving to chapter 2. One day the members of the heavenly court came again to present themselves before the Lord, and the accuser, Satan, came with them. Where have you come from? the Lord asked Satan. And Satan answered the Lord, I've been patrolling the earth, watching everything that's going on. Then the Lord asked Satan, have you noticed my servant Job? He is the finest man in all the earth. He is blameless. A man of complete integrity. He fears God and stays away from evil. And he has maintained his integrity even though you have urged me to harm him without cause. Satan replied to the Lord, Skin for skin, a man will give up everything he has to save his life. But reach out and take away his health, and he will surely curse you to your face. All right. Do with him as you please, the Lord said to Satan, but spare his life. So Satan left the Lord's presence, and he struck Job with terrible boils from head to foot. Job scraped his skin with a piece of broken pottery as he sat among the ashes. His wife said to him, Are you still trying to maintain your integrity? Curse God and die. But Job replied, You talk like a foolish woman. Should we accept only good things from the hand of God and never anything bad? So in all this, Job said nothing wrong. Let's pray. Father God, I come to you. I thank you for your word. I thank you specifically for the book of Job. It is such a special book for so many reasons. And one of the main ones is it's an antidote to the false health and wealth and prosperity gospel that's out there. Those who want to say that a relationship with God is the way to a life of ease. This book of Job, all about your servant servant Job, it teaches us that parts of the Christian life can be anything but easy. But it also gives us a model of how we can walk, how we can live through those tough times. And so, God, we pray that you take your word and and bless it, the reading of it and the proclamation of it. May your spirit be at work to open our hearts, remove our stubbornness, unblock our ears that have not listened to you. And, God, may you work among us to change us and to make us more like Jesus. And in his name we pray, amen. You can be seated. One of the saddest things that I experienced as a pastor, and this has happened to me on several occasions over the years, 
I've had believers come to me and they've said, Pastor Tim, I, I know I'm not walking with the Lord. I know I'm not doing what's right. But, you know, I tried to live right. I try to do what I'm supposed to do. But every time I really kind of get in the rhythm, in the routine of walking with the Lord, of doing what's right, I just feel like the devil starts beating me up. I feel like everything starts coming at me. And I just can't take it. And so they just kind of, they don't give up believing, but they give up living and walking the Christian life. What are we supposed to do when the devil comes against us? When the circumstances of life are crushing to us? What do we do when all hell breaks loose? Because that's literally what happened to Job. You know, the devil didn't just send some junior demons to mess with him. He didn't send an assistant manager. He himself came to God, and he himself, I, I don't know that any of us have ranked enough in God's kingdom for Satan to individually take notice of us, you know. But Satan said, oh, this is your number one guy? Uh, sorry, by the way, that was Wednesday night's title. You can take that down. Uh, that was Wednesday night's message. I'm not going to preach that one again, uh, unless I see that y'all don't need it. Um, but, you know, uh, he, he, he targeted it on him. So he literally had all hell breaking out against him. What do we do? Well, Job did something very interesting. He did what, in one translation, his wife uh, said different things to him about his integrity. And I love the, the one translation that I really loved. She said, are you still clinging to your integrity? Job, are you still clinging to your integrity through all of this? And so that's the title of this message is clinging to integrity. And really, it's about what we do why we should cling to our integrity, why we should hold on to it when all hell breaks loose against us in our lives. Number one, integrity is built over a lifetime. Why should I hold on to it? Because it didn't come easily or cheaply. When I was growing up, down on the coast, one of the local car dealerships used to have a saying that they put in their advertisements. And, you know, I can't remember what I did yesterday, but I can sing you the song that Huggies Diapers put on 20 years ago. You know, I don't know how that works, but I remember this one uh, commercial for a car dealership, and their slogan was, reputation is valuable, but character is priceless. Reputation is valuable, but character is priceless. And I love that, and I think it's a great statement. But, you know, there is a, there's a correlation between reputation and character. Yes, sometimes people get falsely slandered. Yes, sometimes there's a disconnect on reputation. But generally speaking, if you are a person of character, a person of integrity, that's going to be known. And so day by day, hour by hour, decision by decision, we are building our integrity. Because integrity is when we take what we say we believe and we actually live it out in our lives. Okay? If you're like, integrity, that's a you know, religious or moral sounding word. What does it really mean? What you say you believe 
actually living it out. It's that simple. And you know what the Bible says about Job? It says, he was blameless, a man of complete integrity. He feared God, and he stayed away from evil. That is, Job was a man who consistently, day after day, what he said, he did. What he believed, he lived. And every time these decisions came up, these moral quandaries, these temptations, these other things, Job kept saying, you know what? I love God. I fear him. I respect him. And so I'm not going to go that evil way. And that was just the pattern of his life. If you go on in Job chapter 1, it says he was the greatest man in all the East. People all around him knew what a great person Job was. And so that integrity was something that he had built up through a lifetime. He wasn't going to cast it away just because all of a sudden he was in a bind, just because he used to be rich and now he's poor, just because he used to have kids and now he has none, just because all these things that happened, he wasn't going to say, oh, you know, I guess I should change now. I guess I should walk a different way. He had built this up over a lifetime. So you hold on to integrity because it's priceless, because it is valuable. It is rare. It is an amazing thing to have someone who is a person of real integrity. And if you've lived and walked with integrity, you don't just throw that away because you've got too much invested in it. Why else do you cling and hold on to your integrity? Well, integrity has some far-reaching consequences. It has consequences that we don't even ever realize this side of eternity we can't even imagine now we can start to a little bit to think about well my integrity you know it has some influence on my friends at school or at work or my integrity has some influence on on my family but it goes beyond that to your church to your community and throughout time your integrity and the life that you live, it sends a ripple effect out from you that affects everyone around you. And in fact, in this case, Job's integrity even reached the heavens. You know, it's interesting. You know, the New Testament at times tells us to do something because of the angels. You know, not, not only are men and women, boys and girls around you watching your actions and seeing them, even the heavenly host are aware of you and your actions. And they matter. And they mattered to Job at the highest level. God had confidence in Job that he said, Satan, you think, you think that it's good to rebel against me? You think you're cynical? You think everyone only worships me because maybe they'll get something out of it? Check out Job. Look at him. Look at how he lived. And God himself says, Job's integrity matters. It, it, it goes on and on and on. It spreads. You see, we are known. We are known by our actions. We are known by the way we live over time, consistently, one by one. You know, I try to encourage um, parents to help their children get into Scripture. And by the way... The, the biblical model of, of 
kids growing up and learning Christ, is, it's not because they had a fantastic Sunday school teacher. Thank God for fantastic Sunday school teachers. But the biblical model is mom and dad at home teaching the, their kids the word of God. And, I, and I've told you before that one of the things my parents did is, is they taught me scripture. They, they had a little book, one of them, they had a lot of different books, but one of them was a, a Bible memory book. And there was like ABCs of, of the Bible. A, all we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned each one to his own way. B, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and so on and so forth. But the one I was thinking about here that, that I learned at three or four or five years of age was the letter E, even a child is known by his doings. Now, that's the old, old King James version, but basically everybody's got a reputation, even kids. If you don't believe that, ask school teachers. They'll tell you about that next crop that's coming up next. Oh, no, we've heard about those fourth graders, and now as fifth grade teachers, we're, gonna, we're in for it now. Because even kids are known by the way they behave and the way they act. And if we have integrity, if we live lives of character, that matters, that influences everyone around us. Look, it, look, if you have bad character, that influences the people around you. Maybe you've had the misfortune of being stuck when you were a kid. Maybe you got stuck in a class with bad kids. And you were trying to be the good kid. But all these jokers in there, they were bad kids. They were cutting up. And guess what? That teacher just hated the whole class. You know, she couldn't, she was going to walk in the door mean and stern because that's how she had to be because of those folks who weren't behaving. Our behavior our walk, our integrity matters from the time we're little till the time we die. It matters all the way through. And so holding on to our integrity affects us, it affects others. And third, why you should cling to your integrity is because integrity trusts God's way over the easy way. Integrity trusts God's way over the easy way. You know, we've, uh, a lot has been said over the years about Job's wife. You know, um, the, the Bible doesn't really share her name, but I pretty much say, like, whatever her name was, if her name was Ethel, nobody would name their daughter Ethel, okay? Nobody wants to name their, their child after Job's wife because she's not looked at very kindly. So we don't really know exactly her thinking. I mean, Maybe when she told him, curse God and die, maybe she was so, you know, brokenhearted. Let's just give her the benefit of the doubt and say she couldn't stand seeing her husband suffer anymore. And, and she wanted him to be put out of his misery. Okay. And, and, and she says, curse God and die. Now, we've heard of death by cop, you know, people trying to get shot. Well, this is death by God, Job. Just, just curse God. Something you never would have thought of doing before. But you are suffering so bad, you lost all your possessions, you lost all your family, except for you've got your sweet wife still, and you've, now you've lost your health, you're covered in boils from head to toe, you're miserable, you're sitting in ashes, scraping your skin with broken pottery. This is how far you have descended, Job. Why go on? And people face this question each and every day. My spouse has left me. Why go on? I lost the job, my dream job. Why go on? 
My health is no longer what it used to be. Why go on? The relationship with my children has been shattered. Why go on? I'm broke. I can't pay to go on. You know, we just have all of these thoughts of why go on when we get to these devastating points in our lives. And what we're really saying is why keep fighting the good fight? Why keep doing what's right when trying to do what's right has brought me to this place of misery that I'm in right now? But for Job, that was not even a question. See, we sang the song a few minutes ago, Blessed Be the Name of the Lord. And that comes straight from the end of chapter 1. Job says, I came out naked. I'm going to go to death, go to eternity naked with no clothes. I didn't have anything when I came into this world. I'm not going to have anything when I go out. He said, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. God is God, and it's up to him to do what he wants to do. And the neat thing about the book of Job is, as far as we know, Job never knew about what was going on. He never knew that God was up there saying, this is my finest servant. This is a blameless one. This is a man who's greater than any on the earth at this time. Job didn't understand, just like we don't understand the circumstances. All we know is we're hurting, and we're tempted to give up. We're tempted to say, I'm done. It's enough. It's over. But see, integrity doesn't take the easy way out. And so if Job was going to take the easy way out, he'd have done it way, way earlier. In his business, in his relationships. In some way, somehow, if he was going to give up on God... Job would have done it a long time ago. And so when he gets to this point, and his wife will say out of compassion, says, curse God and die, Job says, I've taken all this good from God all this time. How can I not take the bad that comes with it? How can I I distrust, displease, disown the God who has blessed me all these years? In other words, we might say, Job might have said today, that's how I roll. I walk with God. I do what's right. I stick with my integrity, and I'm going to keep doing it because that's how I live life. I believe that God, even if I don't understand what he's doing, even if it makes no sense, and I'm in pain in every way imaginable, I'm going to trust him, and I'm going to keep going. And I'm going to tell you, This is a message that's applicable to everybody, not because I'm a great preacher making it applicable. It is because we all are tested all the time on our integrity. And sometimes it's little things. But a lot of you right now are actually going through a big test, or you know you're about to go through a big test, or maybe you just got out of one. But we all go through these times in our life, and the question is, will I take the easy way out, or will I cling to my integrity? In other words, will I cling to God? Will I trust that his way, his power, his strength is best? And I want to encourage you to trust God, to stick with him, to cling to him, to hold on tight, or as the Bible says, to stand firm. 
not to backslide into sin, but to stay strong, stand firm in what God wants. You may not see his hand for a long time. Because I'm going to tell you, we get Job chapter 1 and 2, and then we get about 40 chapters almost of his friend sitting around telling him about what he did wrong and, and, and how he must have messed up. And when you go through troubles in your life, by the way, there's going to be those people. Family, friends, maybe even a spouse, who knows. There are going to be people who question and wonder, why are you bothering with this Christian stuff, this God stuff? But you know what? Another thing Job said is, will not the Lord of all the earth do right? Job knew God was going to take care of it in the end. Job knew that he would be vindicated because he was following God. And that's exactly what happened. And he was blessed. If integrity was easy, we'd all have it all the time, right? I mean, it's easy for me to say, have integrity, Christians. And it'd be easy for you to say, amen, let's have integrity. (laughs) But it's the day by day, living it out, trusting God, doing the right thing when the wrong thing is easy and when the wrong thing's attractive. That shows that we are people of integrity. And when we walk in that way, we will affect and touch others in ways we can't even imagine. Because I'm pretty sure Job, thousands of years ago, had no idea that there'd be some pale-skinned people in a whole other continent who would be sitting around reading about him and his example and how his faith could be a model for theirs. So when all hell breaks loose against you and, and it feels like Satan himself, the adversary, is coming against you, hold on to your integrity because God's got you. And it will make a difference. And I'm going to tell you what. I love the verse at the end of Job that says, His latter days were better than his first. God's saying, I've got good. I don't care what you're going through right now. I've got great things ahead. He has plans for you. And they're great things for you. Would you pray with me this morning? Heavenly Father, we ask, number one, that you would fill us with your spirit. God, that we would be so close to you. God, we would draw near to you in prayer and in reading your word and in, and in obeying and living out your word and sharing with others the good news. God, that you would just, you would be our everything. Lord, we ask if there's anybody here today or anybody listening online to this message that doesn't know you, God, that today that they would understand that you love them so much that you gave your son Jesus to die on a cross for them. To forgive them of their sins and to redeem them and bring them into the family of God. I pray that this would be the day that they would believe. God, help us to tune out those messages that tell us to take the easy way. To tell us that morals don't standard. Moral standards don't matter, or or to tell us that things have changed and things are different now, and that your word is obsolete. Father, help us to tune all that out and to trust in you, to live lives that honor you like Job did. God, bless this invitation that we're going to have now. Lord, help us all to respond 
to whatever it is that you've been speaking to us in our hearts through your spirit. God, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.